Yes, indeed, party people. Yes, indeed. Woo! Oh, man, it's good to be here. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 95. I'm Corey Kingston, hanging out here in beautiful Oceanside, California. It's a beautiful day, Phil. It's just a beautiful day. Here at Pimp City, in the Beat Locker. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, hanging out with me, co-hosting, producing, doing all that stuff. Has drops now. Sitting outside with the roosters. The rooster. What's that song? I'm pretty sure that was <laughs> what is it like can't touch the rooster or something can't hide the rooster or something <laughs> is that chris cornell carnell oh. what's his name dang it man i can't remember anything oh man i can't wait to allison chains can't hide the rooster i'm gonna have some new drops next week <laughs> <laughs> that lovely voice that you hear just chilling outside you thought phil was not a farmer until you start hearing roosters outside Mm-hmm. chilling outside in his garden it's the one it's the only fantastic gardener funky phil yes yeah. construction worker yeah man me what's up funky phil you that's what's up yeah man uh this is the drum brigade podcast man this this like whatever the opposite of daylight savings is is just so great for me man yeah i just love a bit of it man i woke up like at 7 30 today like oh man it's early mm-hmm. i'm early Dude, during daylight savings, you are not getting me out of bed earlier than eight o'clock. No <laughs> chance. No chance. Normally it's nine o'clock. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I got things to do, man. And I just cannot do it. I'll set my alarm and I'm like, ah, forget it. And like right today, I'm just like, oh man, this is great. I'm I'm gonna wake up, like made my breakfast, made my just made the coffee. Like I was just loving it. It's I'm loving this. Yeah. Why can't we just have it stay? One or the other, dude. One or the other. I'm with you. I like it. Gosh, like Arizona. All right. Well, anyways, uh, we're here. It's now. Uh, Drum Brigade podcast. We have a Patreon that you guys just completely don't care about. So that's fine. <laughs> um, we have lessons. Uh, man, I have a lesson today with a dude in uh, in Sydney, Australia. What? Do you know that they're, it's already tomorrow for them? Dang. Yeah. Do you know that they're like a day ahead? So it's been so hard coordinating this thing. Like, okay, five o'clock for me is like, I think eight or nine or 11 or something, 12 for him the next day. Dang. So he's like, okay, so can you do Tuesday? And I'm like, yeah, Tuesday's great. And he's like, but yeah, Tuesday for me is Monday for you. And I'm like, what <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah i had a it's complicated man complicated that's, that's the beauty exciting. of online lessons what's that's that awesome. i said that's exciting that's rad yeah um yeah man it's it's good to have this uh zoom thing dialed so that's the thing man you can be anywhere in the world and get lessons with me and funky phil yeah um so uh lesson program all on drumbrigade.com our merch is the like dopest merch you've ever seen in your like dope life so go check that out all on drumbrigade.com contact form, all that stuff. Just hit us up. Um, if you got any questions for the show, we normally go live at 11 AM on Instagram 
every Monday. So uh, you can come on, ask the guest questions, ask us questions. Speaking of guests, we have a repeat guest today, Funky Phil. Yes, we he's do. our little brother, and he's doing big things with big drums. Uh, Tosh the drummer is coming on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just put this message on Instagram. <laughs> I just put this message on Instagram that was like, we didn't really say because it's kind of like a kind of a last minute thing where um, there's some confusion on our guest scheduling this week. But uh, Tosh is like, hey, man, I'll, I want to come on and hang out and whatever you guys want. And then he, he just got like a, a pretty like dope gig. Mm. And um, um, see what happens when you practice people like you practice, you get good, you have style, you get gigs. That's what happened with Tosh. He practices more than anyone I know, and he has style, and he kills it. And we're going to talk to him about it. Um, I try, dude, I try over and over again to tell my students about, like, drummers like him, drummers like J.D. Beck, you know, Tony Royster when he was a kid, and, like, all these kids. Like, I'm like, dude, you understand, like, these guys practice that's what happens when you practice. They're still like not much older than you, mm-hmm. you know? And so sometimes it doesn't translate. These kids just don't want to practice, man. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Some of them do though. You know, it's a, it's a special type of person though, to be like Tosh where it's just, dude, that's his thing. He just practices yeah. like all day, every day. If he has a minute, he is in there practicing. Um, anyways, uh, we'll get to the bottom of it all with this guy. But I just I left this message on Instagram like, "Hey, we're going live." And I'm like, "We didn't really advertise about it or post anything about it cuz we don't want a bunch of 15-year-old little girls sliding into our DMs trying to holler at Tosh." So, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, remember when we had our event, dude? Like, we had our our NAM show like 2 years ago, our NAM show after party. We had it at like a beer tasting room, basically a bar, and the place was filled with like 12 to 17 year old little girls dude yeah and then like tosh gets behind the drums he takes his shirt off and all little girls are like like screaming i'm like what is going on here (laughs) and then tosh is done and they all left their moms and dads were like okay let's go like loaded up the minivan (laughs) yeah i'm like whatever about that little girl your mom's kind of hot though just kidding (laughs) just kidding i'm just kidding all right anyways let's get the show back on the rails here okay phil gosh you're always talking my bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so it's episode 95. Let's get into it. Tosh the drummer coming up. Our little bro. Uh, how are you, Funky Phil? great thanks for asking Corey. it's been a it's been a wonderful week first thing that was awesome i installed my new two toilets yes yes sir yeah congratulations on that and they're great man i mean oh <laughs> Oh boy. 
Well, okay. The issue is one of them. It wasn't the actual toilet that was messed up. It was one of the um, refill valves that came in in with it. You know. Yeah. It, it there was something wrong with it, and it was driving me nuts. It wouldn't work at first. So then I went to the hardware store. I figured out what it was. Bought a, a part for four dollars. Put it in, the, and it now it works great. <laughs> It was just a minor inconvenience. It was a little frustrating, but now I've got these two toilets, and damn, they work really good. <laughs> Very satisfying to flush. How are they different? Uh, well, if you really want to know, <laughs> they uh, you know how normal toilets have one little flappy valve that lets water down into the bowl? Okay, in the yeah. back. not a plumber, but yeah. Well, a lot of them, yeah. Basically, you have a tank full of water. You you press the lever. It opens a hole. Water goes down oh, yeah. the hole and then into the bowl to wash stuff away. This right. one, rather than one hole, has two. So it lets twice the water in really quick. So it gets more force. Okay. And it spirals the water out of this one mega jet hole right under the rim that just makes this vortex all the way down. Wow, and it's great. I gotta yeah, say, that's, I'm I'm stoked for those monstrous dump trucks you're you're always making, man. It's, <laughs> I think it's necessary. Uh, we had Halloween this week. Oh yeah, uh, which was super fun. I mean, it was a weird Halloween. No trick or treating going on really. Yeah, um, but we made like a candy, a little candy hunt in our backyard. Oh, that's cool. And that um, sounds fun. Like we went to my my dad's house, and he had had some candy to give them and stuff. And <laughs> it was really cute. That's cool. Where um, did they go as? Uh, Felix, he had he had a repeat costume last year. He was this like uh, spooky, like ancient looking skeleton thing that had like <laughs> a, a hood on and like golden bones, and uh, so he was that guy. And then and Milo was this little. He had this adorable little chameleon outfit with like a big spirally <laughs> tail on the back. And he, he was not having it at first when we put it on him. He's so pissed, but eventually he got into it. Oh my gosh. How many years are they apart? Um, four. They're four years four. apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was good. And then one other thing happened this week. I think I have, no. Yeah, I'll push it again. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I got a special delivery in person from the one and only Corey Kingston Horn. Me? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I got a brand new shuffle and bang record. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On vinyl. Orange vinyl. Orange vinyl. Signed by everyone in the band. And including Steve Haney. Including Steve, definitely Steve Haney <laughs> signed it. <laughs> and, uh, and it came with a download and a like dope shirt. So I'm yes. pumped. And I listened to it twice already. And damn, it's good, man. Good? I, I okay. I was it. so nervous you're going to be like, it needs work. You're almost there. Yeah, right. You'll Dude, get it. You'll get it. It is so good. A- any of you fools listening to this should go pick up a copy like right now. Like Dang. buy buy a copy, not not just stream it for free. You know who you are. 
<laughs> Thanks, Funky Phil. Dude, that's seriously, dope. it's it's a fantastic record. I loved every every second of it. Your drums sound great. You sound great. Everybody sounds great. Thanks, man. Pop sounds great. Singing those yeah. songs. I love that that one tune where it starts with like a open drum solo. Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Everything oh man great. yeah well yeah thanks funky phil um you were one of our indiegogo people so you know there was one point where we weren't sure if we were gonna even complete this record but i can really like when we finally have the finished product and like the mixes and everything uh i can honestly say that like i'm i'm like i'm proud of it you know it's not like uh, i don't know don't listen to that song it's like i can put this out unapologetically and be like this is me and i'm cool with it this is my dad and i'm cool with it if it's not your thing that's totally acceptable but i know that we did our best you know on this record and um some of the stuff like i don't know i'll change a couple things like maybe i I don't know if i would have a drum solo on there or like that dub song at the end but what i love a lot of people like the dub song so it just doesn't yeah was it it's a gorilla song right yeah yeah, I thought it was awesome. My dad had never heard that song. My dad has never, I don't think he's still never heard that song. We just gave him the <laughs> lyrics and then I, I sang him. We So that's an old reggae song called Drum Song. And okay. I, we were in the studios after our session. I said, hey, can you guys just like vamp on Drum Song? And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And so Omar started playing the bass and we just started playing. And then my dad's like, what's that song that you wanted to do? And I'm like, don't worry about it. And I was like, I was like hoping he didn't hear it in between. And then we went to the studio to record vocals. And I was just like, uh, we want you to sing this song. He's like, well, let me hear it. I'm like, no. And I'm like, so the, 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 um, the, the melody is this, but I want you to do it yourself. And then he was like reading it. Like, and he's just like, what is this song? Never heard it. Oh man. And so, yeah, we just, that I was like, I don't really like, I'm not really like a huge fan of, of gorillas or, you know, it's like, but. It was the dude who did that dub verse, dub robot. He was like, Hey, you should have your dad do like a modern song that he's never heard. Like kind of like that, um, uh, Johnny, um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, what the, what the heck am I talking about? You want to stop it? No, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> um, dude, who's the old like country guy that did like, clash songs and reggae like bob marley songs and johnny cash duh yeah johnny cash so we wanted to do like that style like hey you've never heard this song but here's the lyrics and here's the melody and i want you to kind of reference the melody but i want you to kind of do what you want and then all the rap parts we want you to kind of just do it like as if you're scatting he's just like okay and then just went in and kind of did it and then we took bits and pieces and made a dub song out of it it turned out great so, um, all right. So this one time, speaking of toilets, funky Phil, <laughs> this one time, this one time, man, this is another pop story. Uh, so me and my brother are give or take like the same years apart as you. And I mean, as, uh, as your boys. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm the oldest and I, it's, we, our dynamic was like your boys. Like 
my, I was like the one that was like obedient and like, I, I loved my little brother. And then my little brother was like, had a little attitude <laughs> since he was a little, always getting in trouble always. Oh, oh man. And he was not scared of getting like discipline. He was not, he was, he did nothing phased him at all. It was like, they would, there's all, I have so many stories of when he was little, man, that he was so, he was the funniest little kid to me. You know me, I'm always laughing and he would do stuff that was just like, had me like, my dad would be like, all right, it's time for bed, you know? And he'd shut the light and he'd be like, I don't want any noise. I want you guys to go to sleep. Now go to bed, you know, whatever, tuck us in. And then he'd go out. And as soon as my, my dad would walk out, my brother would be like looking at me and he'd be like jumping on the bed, jumping in his crib. <sighs> Like making noise, just making me laugh. And then my dad would be like, quiet down in there. Oh, I'm going to come in there. And then he, he'd like jump back under the cover, you know. Okay, well, anyways, this one time, uh, we were like getting ready for like something. For We were trying to, trying to do something, have friends over. We we're trying to get ready for church or something. And like uh, my, my mom and dad's toilet kept over, like back, backing up, like overflowing or whatever. Oh, man. And dude, my, my dad was like, what did you guys do? Did, like he couldn't figure it out. So he's like plunging it, flush it back up. He'd like plunge it some more. He's like plunging it back up. He's like, what happened to the toilet? And then I'm like, I not, I don't know, you know? And then my brother's like, not me, dad. I don't know. And like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like two years old two like two or three years old. And then, um, he's like plunging, plunging, plunging can't figure it out uh goes to the home depot or whatever gets a snake thing that you put down puts it down there and flushes it backs up he's Dang. like what did you guys put anything down the toilet that i don't know of did you put paper or something down there i'm like not me i don't know and then cameron not me dad i don't know not me <laughs> and so my dad has it gets to like it progressively gets to where he's tried everything it gets to where now he's taking the toilet off oh he's yeah. like reaching up there he can't figure it out puts it back on overflows my dad is pissed at this point oh, he's man. like i don't know what the problem is he but he's he's one of those dads where he's not calling a, a plumber so yeah. he's he goes back to home depot gets the snake again uh -huh. pushing it down the toilet nothing so this is going on for you know a couple hours he can't figure it out he keeps asking, is you sure you didn't like by accident throw something down there? Not me. No, I didn't do, I didn't, I would, I would remember, you know, Cameron, not me, dad, not me. So finally gets to where like after a couple hours doing everything he can, he takes the toilet off and now he's like, he's in, he's in it. He's like, he's under the, in the pipes doing all this stuff. He pulls out a full apple with a little baby bite out of it. One, one bite, <laughs> one two year old little baby bite, a full giant apple, a bunch of hot wheels, like my mom's makeup, a bunch of stuff, <laughs> a bunch of stuff is thrown down the toilet. And my dad is like, so I'm like, it's probably one of the most mad I've ever seen my dad. That's I so thought good. you said you didn't throw down. And I'm like, I did it. And my brother's just still like, kind of like, nope, not me. Like I didn't do it. <laughs> blatantly looking my dad in the face and blatantly lying. Oh my God. And like, dude, there's so many, there, there's another, there's another quick one where, um, my mom was getting us ready for our like church meeting. And, um, 
we were, uh, so I was like, I was probably like six or seven, maybe eight. Um, and my brother was like three, always getting in trouble, dude, always getting in trouble. So my mom had a bathroom project where she was like painting the bathroom, wallpapering and stuff. So she gets me and my brother dressed like I'm helping, but she gets us all completely dressed. I remember we were always like matching too. Like we got our ties on and like our, our slacks and stuff. My brother is completely dressed. Maybe he was like one. He was like really young. Hmm. And so um, I don't see my brother for a while. I'm like, where's Cameron? And he's like, this is another bathroom story. That's why I'm like telling it. But um, he, so I, I'm like looking for him cause it's quiet. And like, oh, that's, that's bad. he's that's norm- bad. Yeah, he's normally creating a ruckus somewhere. <laughs> he's super, he's super like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I go in the bathroom, dude. He has the whole gallon of paint <laughs> dumped over his head or it's dumped on the floor. He, my mom had carpet in the bathroom. It's dumped on the floor. He's sitting in white paint in his dress clothes and he's putting his hands in it and putting it in his hair. Oh my God. Dude, it's on his eyelashes. It's all on his face. It's in his mouth. It is like, he is covered in white paint covered. And it's like all on the, on the carpet. Dude, the bathroom is ruined, like ruined. Oh and I'm gosh. like, oh, and my mom thinks something's wrong. I'm like, mom, Cameron does not care. Just putting his, dipping his hands in it, putting it in his hair, <laughs> just covered, covered. <laughs> and my mom is like, what? And like, my dad was at work, so he wasn't there. She just puts him in the, the bathtub and like turns the water on. And she's like, get out of the bathroom. <laughs> just like, what are we going to do now? Like, and then she just starts cleaning up the paint like that's Cameron. That's Cameron. So she had to have the carpet replaced in the bathroom. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he I mean, I've had I have so many stories of that. Like when we were young kids that he was he was just that kid. That's crazy. Was, well, first off, it's kind of crazy that you had carpet in the bathroom in the first. place. I know. Well, this was like in the 80s. <laughs> uh, OK, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's insane. A whole bucket of paint. The whole thing dumped on the carpet. And it was, I mean, dude, it was everywhere. It was all over the toilet. It was all over the bathtub. It was everywhere. Everywhere. It was all over him. Like his whole his whole self was covered in white paint. Oh my gosh. Covered. All his clothes, everything. That's so, well, so funny. Milo hasn't done anything that bad yet. <laughs> I say yet. Because I I feel like it's it's coming. He's probably going to do something yeah. horrible like that, dude. That was the funniest. Those kind of moments are those are the reasons why I want kids because it's like so funny. <laughs> that that was like so funny for me when I was younger. I was like, oh, he's going to be in trouble. But like, I never did anything like that. I was so scared of getting in trouble. I'm still like that. <laughs> My brother did not care, man. He did not care at all. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's this one time, but I have more of this one times, but that's, I had, I said I had one about, um, touring that I would love, love to tell. Um, and I have another really funny one, but anyways, um, so back to our catch up in my week. Yeah. My week has been pretty gnarly. 
if not to sound like a Californian, but <laughs> um, dude, I had to have a tooth extracted. Oh yeah, that's oh my gosh, that was so crazy. It's almost a soapbox. It was it was crazy, and now my mouth feels super weird. Like my I yeah. So basically what happened is I, years ago, like five or five to seven years ago, I had a tooth, I had a root canal done in Mexico because I couldn't afford to go to a regular dentist. And everybody was like, this dentist is great. He's just, it's just like going to an American dentist, except it's like a quarter of the price and it's clean and it's efficient and blah, blah, blah. So I believed him and went and I paid like five to 700 bucks for a root canal and they put in a, 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 like, uh, uh, crown they glued the crown to my original tooth that only held for like a week and then it fell off Oof. so then I had to go back and then they had to put a post in and the post is metal and I don't want metal in my mouth and so uh, they put that in and then that held for like a year and then it fell out again so the post was too small mm. and it always felt like it was not something wasn't right. It always hurt and whatever. So that, so then I went to a regular dentist out here and they're like, you need to have your root canal redone. It is not good. It's still like infected. And so they just, they're like, just let us know what you want to do. But if you want to get this done right, it's going to be about $4,000. And I'm just like, dude, I'd rather buy a motorcycle or something or new drums or something. I'm not going to spend that for a tooth. And so they glued the thing back in and then that, that they, they glued the crown in and then that held for about like four or five years or something, three or four years or something. And so the last week or two weeks ago, it fell out again. So I was like, I need to get this fixed. So we have like friends of a friend that is a dentist and he's really good supposedly. And so I go in to see them and I make an appointment and it isn't cheap. It is not cheap. Like, but it is what it is. It needs to get done. So he's like, dude, your root canal is still infected and it's leaking and it's rotting your other tooth, like your other teeth. So you need to have this fixed. It's not like bad. Like my mouth is rotting, but it's like, it's still infected. He showed me the, um, the x-ray and it's like, see this. And I'm like, Oh Yeah. So he's like, it looks like what we're going to have to do is extract your tooth and then put a bridge in. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's, that's what the other doctor said too. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, let's do it, you know? And so, so last, this week or last week I had to have that tooth extracted. Dude, that, they were wrenching on my tooth for two hours. I watched uh, like they have a TV in front of you and it's oh. like all of Nacho Libre I was just like, I watched the whole thing while they're like wrenching on my tooth. Like, oh man, dude, it's it, and like they numbed me up and stuff, and it's pretty violent. I mean, it, I didn't feel anything, but it's like pretty like they are like digging in. Yeah, like that tooth don't want to come out. It don't want to come. It's not meant to come out. No, you know. And so, <laughs> yeah, they got it out. They came out in pieces. Oh gosh. And like, and then they put a temporary one in. So right now my gums are like, they feel so weird and I have that weird like taste. It's just bad, dude. It's just, and then they like, I don't take medication, you know? So because it's in the infection and because it's kind of like a surgery, I have to be on antibiotics and I, I haven't taken antibiotics in year, probably like 
15 years. Yeah. And, um, and, and pain medicine. I haven't taken pain medicine in probably like 13 years. Yeah. Like I'm talking, I I'll take like ibuprofen every now and then, but like I haven't taken real pain medicine in since my ankle injury. Yeah. And, and, um, so dude, this whole beginning, like the, like I went in on Tuesday and like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was a mess, dude. I was like completely depressed, unmotivated, like didn't want to do anything like, and then that's when the time change was happening or like, you know, fall was really like the weather changed to fall. And so I already get like kind of depressed when the time is changing and then I snap out of it. Yeah. So it was a rough week, dude. It was rough. And I I was coming home from the, from the, my dentist appointment and I was like, okay, so I have to eat something. Um, before I take this medicine and then the, the Novocaine or whatever they gave me is like wearing off. And so because they were wrenching so hard on my, my tooth, my, my whole, my whole head was pounding with pain, like, like extreme. And so, I mean, anybody who's had that done, they know. And so it, this is like, I got done at like, four and at six there was like i've i'm i'm feeling everything that they did and it is just pounding like it is just hurting and i'm trying to get my medication and i'm trying to eat and i'm like i don't know what i can eat like dude i'm getting i'm like yelling at the lady at the window at the stinking pharmacy she's telling me she needs this number and i don't know what number she's talking about and she's getting short with me and i'm getting short with her i'm like i don't know what you're talking about like yelling I'm like, I don't work here. Just tell me what I need. You know, like, and she's just like, okay, sir. Okay. I'm like, dude. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Long story short, I'm here and it feels a lot better now, but it still feels, it's not, not normal. doesn't feel like back to normal. That's that's, for sure. That's brutal. So you still have a, a temporary one in right now. I have a temporary one. I won't get my real one until next month. Oh my gosh, dude, that sucks. I've never had. I've had a uh, root canal, but never an extraction yet. Yeah. Knock on wood. I hope I never do. That sounds awful. I would try to ride it out as long as possible without getting that, you know, like, because it's nothing, nothing's like having your real tooth. I think like if you get like an implant, but an implant's like $5,000 or something for one tooth. Yeah. Do you, do you still have your wisdom teeth or did you have those taken out? Yeah, I have my wisdom teeth. Never had them taken out. Yeah, me too. Um. I have like a weird clicking jaw thing that I think is due to my wisdom teeth, but dude, I'm sorry. Like I'm not a doctor, but why? I don't know. You don't, you shouldn't have to take those out. <laughs> the wisdom teeth? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think they're, they, they really like taking them out cause they can cause problems. And yeah, and for a lot of people, I think they do, but I've, I've, I feel like I've just been lucky personally. Like I've, They've always told me that you you should probably get these taken out, but you know, as, and then I'm, I'm always follow up with like, are they causing a problem right now? And they're, yeah. they're always like, well, no, they seem to be okay. Yeah. Then stop trying to make money. I'm off like, me. then, then let's not cut my head open and take, take stuff out exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> There's no chance, know. dude. That might come bite me in the, in the, in the rump later, but I don't know. Seems to be dude, working. I'm so sorry, far. but you're, you've come this far. I've come this far. I'm not trying to get that done because it is miserable, dude. And it is not, I, I'm sorry. I'm good. 
I'm good. I wish I could have just left this tooth, but it's in, it was infected. I would have just. Yeah, that's no, yeah. that's bad news. Got to get that yeah. out. Yeah, that can cause a lot of problems. And there's like probably metal that was causing me a lot of problems, you know. And so I got that all out. I'm just really hoping I have I have to go down there tomorrow and have it have my op, like the extraction checked out. But um, we'll see. We'll see, man. It feels super weird though because my my where they took the tooth out is like swollen, but it's like it's it. I can feel there's a gap there. So it's weird. It feels like I have a loose tooth or something, but it, I don't know what the problem is. That's crazy. I just, and then, you know, it's like you get used to the temporary one and, and then when you, you get the new one, that one doesn't feel right for a while. That feels like I like the old one better. You know, like when I had a temporary crown, I got used to it and then they put the new one in and it felt like it was too big for my mouth. And it took a while for me to get used to it. And then it felt like it was loose and it was just a terrible dude. It's horrible. Man. So that's, I haven't been dude. I, I haven't been doing much. I didn't call in sick for anything, but like my first day back to lessons, I was almost like I Friday was like my first day back to teaching. And I was just like, I could not wrap my head around what I'm going to teach, how I'm going to teach. I just did not want to be there at all. I felt so terrible. Like, I'm still on medication and I'm just like, but I wasn't drinking coffee then I wasn't, I was like, I didn't drink coffee for like this whole week, that, that whole week. And so I came in the studio and I was just like, man, I'm really sorry. Like to my students, like I've, this is what's going on. And I just don't know what to tell you. Like I, I've, I've, I'm, you know, I'm, I would, we'll try our best to get through the lesson, but it ended up being good, but I just could not get out of here quick enough. So feel much better today though. Oh man. That sounds like a rough week, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, yeah. This dude. This record is like. And he came and drove all the way to my house. Give me a record with all that going on. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, man. That's, uh, but that that point, I felt like, dude, I just need to get out of the house, and I need to just go on a drive. And so it was a nice drive to Fallbrook. Yeah. And stuff. So, but yeah, it's a. Uh, you know that it's like it's not expensive to send records like. Anywhere in the U.S. because it's media. As long as you're not sending in like a letter or anything with it, it's only like it's like under four dollars to send to ship a record. That's not bad. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like thirteen bucks. You hear that? People rang. shipping is pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to La Mesa tomorrow, what? and like tomorrow's election day, and East County, San Diego is a little crazy, oh, and yeah. like. I'm uh I'm a little nervous, man. I'm a little nervous. What are you going to the Mesa for? I gotta go to the dentist. Oh. I'm like, I don't I mean, everybody's kind of feeling the same way. Like nobody really knows what's gonna go on, but like people are gearing up for like a lot of civil unrest and like rioting and stuff. I hope that doesn't happen, man. That'd be so ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. Um uh we haven't talked drums at all. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's just like, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, dude, so huh, I got another drop to play and it's not a soapbox yet, but what is wrong with you, Zildjian? I'm back. I'm back in the thick of it with Zildjian again, dude. What happened? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I really am trying to get a new symbol. I want to get a new symbol 
before this stinking gig on on Thursday. Yeah. And and I cannot get fools to commit. Like I'm like, dude, here's my credit card. Like I'll get you whatever you need. I just want to get a I want to dude, I'm on a freaking kick with these special dries, dude. Yeah. I love those symbols so much. What symbol are you trying to get? I want to get a 20-inch crash special oh, dry. Oh man, I want a 20-inch crash too. And that's weird because I feel like I need a fast crash too. Like I need a splash or something. Ew. But um I I want like no, I don't want it, like I don't mean like a splash. Well, I okay, so I'm trying to order a special dry. Yeah. 20 inch crash. And then I'm trying to order one of those um effects stacks. I want to get like a 12 inch one. Cool. Um and I need something that's like quick for like horn stabs and stuff. And uh, so I was thinking about maybe like a 16 inch and I'm like, no, that's not me, dude, especially for ska. Yeah. And reggae. So well, I just get a, a really thin, big crash symbol, right? That'll just. Yeah. I was thinking about fuck. the crash of doom too, but yeah, they'll drop off pretty quick. The thing is, I, I've fallen in love with those, those special dries and like, I, this is how I was when I first heard the A customs, like in the nineties when A customs were the hot ticket, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I just could not believe that a symbol was like what I had in my mind, you know, like this, this beautiful sounding, perfect, clean, you know, there was no real like overtones and stuff. It was just great. And so I've been on for, for years, I've been on this thing where I wanted like a trashy sounding symbol. Yeah. And I thought that's what the um, the smash crash was. Smash crash is a nice symbol too. I, so I moved to this like the trap. I started my trashy transition when I got the K hybrids, mm-hmm. and I thought those were like, man, this is the sound I've been wanting. And then I'm like, I still am. It's not trashy enough. Like I still want like trash. Want a garbage can up there? Yeah, and <laughs> dude, and so the to be honest, the 19 inch. Um, special dry took me a while to get used to like i was just like i don't know about this and then now that's my favorite symbol like that is like it's just the perfect sound that i want and so now i'm like dude i want another version of this i just want i don't want us that and a special dry i mean a uh k hybrid i want two of those crashes that's what i want nice. and maybe the smash trash symbol and so i'm like not on all every aspect, but like for this live stream, those are the symbols I want. Like I'm used to them. I know that's what they sound like. I want my 20 inch on my left side and my, my 19 inch on my right side. They're so great for like quick stabs and horn crashes, like, you know, horn stuff and they sound jazzy, but then they also sound like you can rock with them and you can play. It just fits me. My, my playing so well, but guess what? I can never freaking get anything because I'm not whatever that dude is that plays with Dream Theater. <laughs> What's that dude's name? Uh, I always say it's his fault. Um, Mangini. <laughs> if I was Mike Mangini, they would have it sent to me freaking first, like overnighted to me. But I'm not Mangini, so I don't get it. Well, I'm not even on their roster. You should just go to you should go to Guitar Center. <laughs> I don't, I, dude. Don't think I haven't thought about it. You know, maybe I go to Guitar Center and buy it full price, and then when I get the new one, I just bring that one back. But they'll probably check the VIN number. I just ordered it off of Sweetwater. 
it won't be here in enough time now. Oh, dang. But I don't, I get like a, I get a, like a kind of a backdoor discount, even though I'm not a Zildjian artist. Um, and I, I don't know why I'm not a Zildjian artist. I don't know. I mean, dude, I'm pretty big time, Phil. I know you're huge. So I'm like also very good looking. So that should be a reason enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just freaking give Tosh symbols like they're going out of style. Can't give me one. <laughs> I want I'm just kidding. I just I want to I, I want to pay for it. I'll pay for it. But like I don't want to pay full price. Tosh you probably know? has a few of them just in his in his stabbing Gosh, cabin. Dang it. That's probably true. Yeah. I asked I asked Sahir, do you have any special drives in your artist artist stock that I can just use until mine comes in? I really need it for this gig. He's like, I might. I'm gonna ask him. I'll ask I'll ask him. I'm like, bro, ask him. What the heck? <laughs> What is wrong with you, Zildjian? <laughs> what is wrong with you, Zildjian? <laughs> I haven't heard that Fig laugh in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> dude, where is Fig? Where is this dude? I don't have. Yeah. Has he just vanished? I've, I haven't. Have you heard from he's him? He's vanished. No, he's literally vanished. Like nobody knows. Like people that like are way better friends than I was with them are like, dude, have you, they're asking me, have you seen Fig? And I'm like, bro. Like unsolved mysteries vanished or just like. Yes. Yes. For fell real? off the face of the earth. Doesn't talk to anybody. I'm, I hope he still plays drums. He's like the best drummer I know. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, hope I don't know, okay. man. Fig, man, if you're listening, come back. Come back to us. We love you, man. We love you. That's scary. You're the best drummer I know. You're the best drummer I know, man. So, um, all right, cool. Well, anyways, Funky Phil, let's talk more drums with Tosh. He's coming right up. Let's take a break first. All right. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes. Onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed, party people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 95. We are back with our little bro, hanging with us, like I said, doing big things, just getting tattoos, playing massive, <laughs> like, massive online uh, live stream gigs, hanging with the Drum Brigade today. Welcome to the show, Tosh the Drummer. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, yes, sir. Welcome back, dude. You're like one of our only repeat guests. Dude, I'm a, I'm a regular here. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Well, that's the thing. You know that like it's only a matter of just like sending out a text and be like, "Yo, I want to come on." This is what people don't understand. Like, if you've been on the show, you have like that 
you, that invitation is just like open. Just dude, come on, hang out. So yeah, man. Dude, thanks for joining I was us. like, dude, I was like, I miss those guys. <laughs> I was like, Hey Corey, <laughs> can I come back? <laughs> Heck yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It worked out perfect today too. So oh, um, dude, yeah. man, how's it, how's everything going, dude? So you just, okay. So I, I, I want you to answer that question, but before we start, you just did this amazing, like one of the most amazing live streams I've ever seen oh, with shit. Ashton Irwin. Crazy, crazy. Uh, that was pretty impressive, man. Like you're, you're playing on that. That was like, that was the first time where I was like, okay, this is not like Tosh getting hired on this gig because he's Tosh. This is like, that was like the most pro thing I've seen you do where you were just like in the band. You're, you were just the drummer in the band and you were still slaying it, but it was like, that was great, man. It was really like high end, like pro, you know, it was really dope. Thank you, man. It was, that was so sick, man. I was so fun. I was so stoked when that came up. I was like, it was such a fun thing, dude. So is that a regular gig for you now? Or is that like, was that just a one-off thing or like, what's up with that? Um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of stuff we're working on. It, it pretty much came about just cause I was like, um, my, I, I mean, I guess I met Ashton at Nam like a long time ago, you know, um, mm. I was like 15 or 16 and I met him at Nam, and, uh, and then I know his music director, Ian Longwell, and who's also a, an insane drummer. And he was oh, just cool. like, Hey, I'm going to hold auditions for one of the guys from five seconds of summer. Are you interested? And I said, yeah. And then, um, when Ashton found out I want to do an audition, he was like, just cancel the auditions. If he wants to do it, he can do it. And, <laughs> and so I just was like, like sick. And so I just went in there and we just, we did it. Dude. We were in there for like wow. two and a half weeks. You know, it was like, it was so fun. Just every day up there, just in, in this room, just like jamming with these insane musicians every day. It was so fun. Yeah. Man, it was so polished and so tight. It was like so confident. That's what I noticed yeah. right away where it was like, it was so confident and um, yeah, it was, and, but, but it's, it's like, it's still you, you know, it's like, yeah. it, was, it was really cool, man. It was, Dude, I, was thank you. I was really impressed. Like truly Thanks, I was man. like, I'm always impressed with your playing. A lot of people are, but like, this was the one where I was like, dude, this dude, there's like maturity in your playing. And like, you know, it was, it was really cool, man. And the whole band was just incredible. Dude, it was insane. And playing for a drummer, cause Ashton's an insane drummer himself. So oh, really like, yeah, he plays drums for five seconds of summer. So okay. it's, yeah, yeah. So he's a killer drummer. So it was like playing for a drummer was such a sick thing. Like, cause he was just like, dude, go off, do what you want to do, man. Do the, yeah. do your fills, like hit as hard as you want, man. Like just have fun. <laughs> and I was like, pitch it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Was, man, it was so good. Like me and Phil were watching it this morning. I'm just like, bro, this is like, this is a solid, yeah. like, one of the best um, live streams like I've seen. It's like a full concert, you know. It was really Thanks, dope. Man. Yeah, it sounded yeah, so it was, good. Yeah. Dude, I loved how it looked all old school and stuff, like this, like seventies yeah. filming and stuff. Like that was so cool because I love all that era and stuff. So, dude, that dude's a crazy good frontman too, man. Like, yeah, keeps you engaged like right away. Like, yeah, I can't stop watching. Dude, and that was his first time ever being a front man because he's always really? been the drummer for his band. Yeah, dude, wow. his first time ever. That was his first concert ever performing as a singer. Like, he's just been, he's the drummer for his band. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, dude. That's it's crazy. He, you would think that, that he was the singer of the band, honestly, if you didn't know him. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, man, it was is, crazy. He's really comfortable in that, in that seat then, man, like in the front, front man position. He's yeah. like killing it. Killing it. 
Um, so, uh, I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but you were playing your love drums on that, um, yeah. that session. So like, but you're like a DW artist, aren't you? Or like a PDP dude. Like, so like you just didn't have your kid or what? <laughs> oh dude. So I just, I play, man, I'm just playing everything right now. Yeah. But, uh, Ashton loves my orange kit and he was like, dude, could you bring that to rehearsals? I was like, I'll bring it for the whole thing, dude. I don't care. Yeah. Like if you like it. <laughs> and so he, uh. Yeah, man, he he kind of just like it worked out perfect because they wanted the set to be orange. Oh, so cool! I had the orange kit, and he was like, "Dude, bring it! That kit's so sick!" So I, I brought it, and then we were just like having fun with it. And then uh, yeah, that fit, yeah, seems man. like those sizes fit that gig too—the giant kick drum and yeah, dude, the twenty-six yeah. inch kick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that <laughs> so kit is sick. awesome, man. I I love love custom drums, man. Like I've said that before. Yeah. Like, um, I I feel like I mean I'm 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 like in in the masters of maple family and i love those drums and i'll never play anything else and all that stuff but i always i told buddy love like man if if i was like if there was no masters of maple that's the drums i'd be playing probably they're yeah, like dude, they're yeah they're so sick dope. yeah so um i think that's cool so yeah um uh what else has been going on with you since this whole covid thing man Have you just been locked in your bunker like playing every day or like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of been it's kind of been like my favorite thing ever just not leaving because yeah usually like like i mean you saw like last year we were gone for like 10 months or something so it was like yeah. i was like as much as i practice as, as much as i like practice when i'm home when you're on the road this you can't really practice you know like and uh so it's been like being home has been so fun for me i just like sitting here 10 12 hours every day and i'm just playing like the whole time <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy I, dude i like i have a setup like that where i can come in here anytime and practice and i just don't like i just have so much stuff to do like yeah. brigade and you know all that stuff so but yeah. man i wish i could do that and i also like i don't know how you're like mentally you can just like not run out of like just become bored or something you know like you're always dude. working on stuff um, dude, I, it's like literally the only thing I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, like, I have no life outside of playing drums. It's just, <laughs> this is all I like to do, man. And I, uh, I mean, like I've been like, like I was saying, I've been playing that much. And the only reason I know exactly how much I've been playing is because I've been like doing a bunch of test heads for Aquarian. So they log oh, cool. how many hours I play. And I've been like, oh. I saw so I, I like keep track of every time I take a little break to go get food or something or go to the bathroom. Uh, and then like, and it's like, it's been equaling out of the end, like 10, 12 hours every day. And it's just been God, like, dude. I just like, can't, I just don't stop playing, man. It's just like, I am like, I have nothing else to do. I could just do this all day. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's like cool. Like uh, we were saying before you came on that, like uh, a lot of our students were like, I've, I've used you and like a couple other dudes as like examples in for these younger kids. Like this kid is not much older than you. And I'm like, look at who he's playing with and look at how he plays. And I'm like, do you know why? Because he practices all the time, you know, like, <laughs> and so that it's like, it's inspiring for younger kids, you know, to like, to, I don't know, just see that like somebody there close, close to their age is like out there just practicing. And then you're, it, it pays off because like, look at what you're doing, you know, and look at how you play. And, and then you're doing, you're testing for Aquarian and, you know, that's dope. Man. <laughs> it's like, it's really cool. So, um, um, oh, wait, so I just lost you. Wait, what happened? Oh, I have, I have really bad internet here, man. It's like, it, it sucks over here, but, um, 
I was oh, no, just saying it's really, it's really dope. <laughs> You're frozen too. <laughs> I just said it's really dope and inspiring for younger ones to, to see like uh, somebody their age practicing and, and um, it pays off in like where you're, you're gigging, you're touring, you're testing for Aquarian, you're getting hooked up, you're doing all this stuff. So it's really dope. Um, yeah. So, Phil, am I still on? Yeah. Am I am I caught okay. up to you guys? <laughs> yeah, you're back. It seems like you're back now. All right, cool. Um, anything going? On, anything going on in the chat room, Funky Phil? Uh, just a lot of people hanging out. Yeah, tell everybody. I said, "What's up? What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody?" <laughs> Um, Wait, yeah, you're am back. I back. Can you yeah, guys yeah. hear me? Yeah, we <laughs> okay, can cool. You. I was like tripping out. Let's spin the wheel of death. Sick. All right, you down? All right, here we go. Do it. Uh, yay. Uh, we might have asked some of these with you before, but um, uh, okay, so this is the first impression question. So, looking at me and Funky Phil and us looking at you. You meet us for the first time. What what is your first impression? What are we into? Here, hold on. What are we into? This is me right now. I'm wearing I'm wearing Vans and some Dickies or whatever, some Brixton pants. <laughs> um, what kind of music do we listen to? What what do we do for work? And like what who am I? And Okay, so I'm gonna go. I have no idea what you've played. Yeah, no, I'm not all. a musician. I'm just, you're, it's like, Hey, oh, what's yeah. up, man? I'm Corey. And that's it. And you're sizing me up. Like who, what is it? Okay. So this guy's obviously into this. He's obviously into that. He's into this kind of music. I don't know what kind of, what I, and, and you have to tell me what kind of job I have. Dude, he fully plays guitar in an indie band and lives on his, lives on his girlfriend's <laughs> office. Girlfriend's that's me. Income. <laughs> I play guitar in an indie van and live off my girlfriend. Like, do I live in a, in a van? Oh, no. Uh, maybe you, let's see. No, she's got an apartment that you can stay at. <laughs> That's cool. And what does this girl look like? She's white or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She got, she got rich parents. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm into this. <laughs> Is she hot at least? Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty hot. Okay, she's pretty pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so not. I've had people like all across the board like say that like, yeah, you're a barista, and like, <laughs> like I had somebody say that I'm a Mormon, and like I I like teach kids like the Book of Mormon or something. I'm like, what? Dude, he, it's like the most random stuff ever. <laughs> yeah, that's all cool. Right, okay, I can see that. I'm an indie rock guitar player. Yeah, let's go That's over to first. Phil. Let's go over to Phil now. Wait, what kind of music do I listen to? You listen to like The Strokes and like Oh my god. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> Dude, The Strokes like are Fiddler. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that I played in a band with Fiddler's dad, like the two brothers in Fiddler, their dad was in my band. Really? And, <laughs> yeah, and their dad their dad plays for TSOL. And, um, oh, I totally knew that actually. Yeah. I, and then I their dad, their dad reminds me so much of your dad. Like, so really? like, I wish they could meet sometime. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> epic. That'd be so hilarious. Um, and the strokes were on Saturday night live and I like had to fast forward. I was like, I, I hate this band, dude. I cannot stand this band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyways, moving on, Phil. All right, Phil, dude, you're a, like 
I'm trying to think. You're a music teacher at like <laughs> at like Carl's at like like you teach like trumpet at like at like in like Carlsbad. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> that is pretty much what you do, Phil. That's pretty much me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you teach <just> trumpet. Yep. <laughs> um yeah, you know, uh let's see. He listens to you're like you're really into like classic rock. You're listening to like <laughs> <laughs> just like you oh, know man. you you get together you have barbecues every weekend with your boys talk about your truck yeah drink, um, uh, Coors yeah. Light probably <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you do yeah. Phil I, that's me uh, yeah I think uh, for me I think Phil is um man I think you're like a dude that like uh you work in like the weed industry like you yeah. clip you clip like you you cut buds off of trees and uh but it's like kind of underground like you no you're like pretty open about it and you have bongs around your house and it's like <laughs> it's it's like your house is like real dank you know like when you walk okay, in it so, just smells of weed so we had like completely opposite first impression <laughs> exactly. oh, that's amazing and like but you you kind of hold it together but your job is in the weed your whole world is weed dude you're just Man. You know, th- and that's what you do. Yeah. And you then, but then that? like, you're not like a wake and bake kind of guy. You're trying to, you're kind of trying to hold it together, but you still like your, your world is just all around. Like, yeah, you clip, you clip like buds and you, you have bongs around your house and like people are always trying to figure you out. Like, does this guy have a job? And yeah, it's kind of like, he doesn't like to talk about it. You're like that. You're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you listen to like Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I see that one. Yeah, yeah. Tosh, I feel like you are, you're not a pro skater, but you're something. So like maybe you're really good at riding scooters at skate parks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dude, I'm the dude that everyone hates because like, get out of my way, I'm about to drop in on my scooter, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like a little too old to be riding a scooter, but you don't want to give it up. So you just keep doing it. And then, I was that like, kid that uh, I, I was that kid that ripped when he was fourteen, but he's like yes. twenty two now, and like yeah, you're either that guy or you're like the BMX guy that like you you have like the BMX with no brakes, you know, and you're really good. You could do three sixties and stuff, but you're a strictly skate park guy. You're like <laughs> you're strictly skate park, and you're like you're you're. I would never be like that guy's a ripping drummer. I'd just be like, he's super good at BMX, dude, but he's not good at <laughs> racing. He's just so good at like, he could do tail whips and stuff. Like you might even be in X Games. <laughs> and but he was never like good enough for the X Games. He was just really good, like really good for the local skate park. <laughs> yeah, local skate park guy. And you're just like what everybody likes you. Like you're just oh Tosh is here. Yeah, man, that dude rips. And then you just you're like super into like the filthiest hip hop. Like just super into hip hop or like Blink One Eighty Two, but not I'm Blink. Just, like, like, listening. Like listening to like Hobson on repeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. DMX. And you're, just, and you're the dude that has like you you have like a like a I don't know, like a Bluetooth speaker at the skate park and you're just blasting <laughs> like around little kids and stuff. You're just blasting like hip hop and you're just ripping it up at the skate park. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> so detailed. Phil, <laughs> so what, what do you think of me? Okay. Yeah, fuck you, Phil. I, I was in a similar similar mindset with the extreme sports. 
but I was thinking like something aquatic because you don't have a shirt on. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. you probably are like a professional skimboarder or something. <laughs> like, uh, and, of course, it's like not surfing; it's skimboarding, yeah, like boogie boarding. I'm, oh yeah, like a wakeboarder. Yeah, I like, can see that. Like you live in Canyon Lake. Yeah, and and you listen to exclusively pop punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. That's that's and then Corey, I'm gonna go with. Actually, Tasha's dad said a good one. Um, that Corey works security in the mall. <laughs> what? <laughs> not even. I am not that guy. Yeah, like you just you, but only part time. I'd but, say like you part time. But you're like security, a really cop. lazy security guard. Like yeah. <laughs> a really lazy security guard. Like yeah. you just like see kids doing bad, shit and you're just like, eh, it's <laughs> Whatever, not really dude. worth my time. I make minimum wage, dude. Yeah. Now that is accurate. That is yeah. accurate. I'm like, I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah, and you yeah. just mostly hang out and like drink coffee, and just like look yeah. around. I've I've changed a lot since the last time we asked that question. <laughs> last time it was like either I'm like a full alcoholic or like, you know, now I'm drinking coffee. I always I always come back to being a barista though. Like somebody's always like, yeah, you work in a coffee shop, and you're like really into like deep like deep drum and bass. I'm like, what? Like uh, this is what I look like? <laughs> specifically, Jojo Mayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tasha's dad so, said said you fall asleep on the job too. Yeah. yeah. See, and yeah. I would think I would be like, I'd be the total laid back guy. But then when I get to my security job, I'm full serious, like shirt tucked in, like the belt on, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, no, 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 you can't be here. You know, that guy. Sir, <laughs> um, sir, sir, yeah, sir, you cannot sir. use trash bags for shoes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> sir, Stop that is resisting, not sir. <laughs> You're resisting arrest, sir. <laughs> yeah. Excuse Dude, me, if Mr. You, sir. If you knew how much I hate those type, that type, Dude. I've every yeah. soapbox I've ever had is about those type of people. I have a soapbox about that today. It's oh, like, man. I can't stand that. Okay. Wait, let's we had one. Oh, wait, wait, what? We had, just, we had a, a, a question in there about how many snare drums you have, Tosh. Oh, dude, a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and which ones are your favorites? Okay, I probably around twenty snares, maybe. Or Dang, like, really? I have a lot of random snares. Yeah, I got a th- I can't think, but uh, my favorites. I got this uh, this diamond drum coat, like ambrosia maple snare. It's Ooh. like that thick. It sounds insane. Oh, nice. Uh, that one's so sick. I got, dude, just the PDP snare that came with the the that seven piece kit that I got. Like it was just like. The stock snare drum sounds so good, and it's like that's pretty insane. Um, that's cool. It's yeah. because of those Aquarian heads, though. It's not because of the it, snare. It's because <laughs> the Aquarian heads. It yeah. is, dude. These heads are insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man. I would say many, that that diamond. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That's um, how many snares do you have, Phil? Oh, what do I got? One, two. I mean, I've got like five, I guess, yeah. but only three that I actually really like. I want to get a new snare, man. I'm, yeah, that, I'm like ready for one. I'm ready for a new one. That's the thing is like you get all these snares and then you find the one that you like and you don't want to stop playing it. Yeah, you know? that's exactly. I've, I, I have about like 10. Some of them are not real though. Like 
Some of them are just novelty that I have just because they're like so bad. But well, that's um, kind of same, same here to be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, but I have, uh, I probably have like 10 or 12. Um, but I have like probably, I have, I'm looking at, uh, six, seven, seven that are like my real, that, that I will use like on any given gig. But, um, yeah. but I have like one, I have like, I have two masters of maple snares that are like, okay, these are in regular rotation if I have a gig. And then any Scott, like my favorite snare is a Thomas snare that I've had since I was like 16. Or, or maybe, no, maybe so like sick. 18. Yeah. I ha- and I, 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 I feel like <clears throat> any, any re- record I've done, like Agrolite records or like um, ska stuff or any time I like go on tour or whatever, that's the snare I bring, you know, and I don't even end up playing the Masters of Maple snare. Yeah. Um, so there's like, there's a Masters of Maple snare that they just did like a powder coated or something snare that I was like, I want one. Just let me know when they're available. I'm going to get one. And like, there's a Doc Sweeney snare that I want really bad. It's a brass snare and I've wanted it for years. And I'm thinking about just putting a down payment on having him make another one. That's um, sick. There's two more yeah. Tosh questions. Um, cool. Any of those snares, are any of them vintage? And then also what, what heads do you use? Okay. Um, I don't really have in, many vintage drums. My dad does. We have a, a old Slingerland snare that we're nice. about to get. I'm, I'm just about to get it fixed up. Actually, uh, it's pretty beat up because it was like his main snare. And uh, uh, so the, I would say that's probably the most vintage drum we have. But other than that, it's mostly newer stuff. Um, and then with my heads, I've, I've been. I think my favorite snare head is the Response Two by Aquarian. Uh, that thing sounds really sick. And heads, I, I've been using these white dots. I don't know. I what? use a Say lot that of again. different heads. Oh, wait, did I freeze? Yeah, I think it was either me or it was me. I think it was so, you, Corey. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, is, is Corey still frozen? I... <laughs> I for suck so sorry keep going Tosh oh dude you just oh, went so robo Corey <laughs> so gnarly dude what I did yeah. really it was totally fine on my end oh it was man like, it was like, I am sorry <laughs> hey dude oh, that, was um, that was good yeah, I use uh, I've been using the white dots on the toms. Those are pretty, pretty sick, um, and then like a super kick too clear on the kick drum. But yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, um, we have we all have such different setups for like with our heads. <clears throat> like my my oh, setup yeah. for for I first of all I'm like a total coated guy, but I've been wanting okay. to try a, a dot on on my like reggae sounding snare. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, but dude, the, I can't, I can't tell people that enough, man. Like there's, I mean, if you're Remo's your thing and, and uh, Evans is your thing, then that's fine. But like, I swear by Aquarian, dude, they're like the best, best out there, dude, bro. In my they're opinion, literally the best, literally <laughs> <Yeah>. the best. <laughs> and like, I just, I love them so much, man. I've, I've been like, I just, I like all their heads, dude. I like them all. Yeah. I play so much random stuff. Cause like 
I have like the vintage heads on my little 18 inch kick drum kit with like little old nice. bebop kit that I have. Uh, uh, the vintage so, heads, man. Oh my gosh. I've been using those too. on snares. Oh they're really? So warm and oh man, they're so good. So good. Dude. I think the only, my, my biggest problem is I love single ply snare heads, oh, yeah. but I break them like so quickly cause they're one ply, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, but like, a, like a response <laughs> one on the snare sounds insane, but like, you know yeah. yeah um i'm i'm a i my go-to is response twos um i yeah. uh i um i love those on the toms i love those like basically i love those on the snares like i love them on that's my go-to head that's like my if, if anybody's like hey what what kind of head should i get i'm just like yeah you just want a response to just go for that whether it's coded or not, I use coded, but you know, it's, that's what I go for. But dude, I, I have a, on my regular kit, I have a, a super kick 10 coded on my kick drum <laughs> and uh, I have nothing in the kick drum and I have a felt on the resonant side and it's like, it's a uh, killer. It's like, and I was like fighting it there. One of the dudes, I don't know if you know, Nat Scott, but he's, um, he's always there. Like he does a lot of testing for them too. Okay. And he's, he's like a, like a mentor for me, like an older uncle. Anyways, he's like, yeah. just trust me, get this. And I'm like, nah, dude, nah. And he's like, trust me, put that on your drums, take the pillow out, just get it. And I'm like, all right. And I did it. And I'm like, this is me. That's so sick. <laughs> I'm going for dude, it. So. Yeah. We got um, a request I, for the dinosaur question. The dinosaur question. Okay. Uh, so I think we've asked you this one before, but people love this question, dude. Phil, you're right, man. This is this is Funky Phil's question. Um, so the dinosaur question is if you if Jurassic Park was real and you decided uh or they you Jurassic Park was real, they can create any dinosaur and you can have any dinosaur as a pet, which dinosaur would you but get? But they've got it dialed, so they're not gonna like turn on you. You can oh, they might, you, Phil. They no, might. No, that's not. I made the question. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. Well, it's I a, thought this was no. It's a dinosaur that will be fully obedient to you. Any dinosaur. Can you sick it on other people? Yes. Okay, so it's like a German Shepherd where you can like command it to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, perfectly trained dinosaur. Oh <laughs> okay. man. Um, well, this is different, Phil. I never knew this. Probably like. <laughs> Probably just like, dude. I I know it's kind of basic, but I want I want a T Rex in my backyard. <laughs> How sick would that be to just have like a giant T Rex just like chilling? And he's just like, like you go walk him in the morning. Like, come on, buddy, let's go. It's like his name's like Bar- his name's like Reginald or something like that. And he's like, come on, Reginald, let's go for a walk. Like, you want to go for a walk, buddy? You want to go for a walk? All right, let's go. You know, and just like cruising down the middle of the street, dude. I love it. I guess if it's fully obedient, I mean, why wouldn't you just go for like the dopest, you know? Yeah. That, you know, like just, yeah, I guess. I I, I guess that changes for me. I thought we had to go with something nice so it doesn't attack you when you're no. sleeping oh, or dude. try to eat you. Is that the why? That's why you've been doing the brontosaurus this whole time? Yeah, because it just eats plants and it's like <laughs> mellow. You can ride on it. I thought you just <laughs> genuinely liked the, the big sweet ones. Well, I didn't know you could get a mean one that's trained. I think I think if that's the case, I'm going for a stegosaurus so I can like whack people with its tail. Ooh, I like that. Wait, what's the uh, wait? What's the one? Wait, what's the one? Hang on. 
I'm not very good with my dinosaur names. Uh, <laughs> I always go the, with the, the bird. Ter- pterodactyl. I go with the pteranodon, the big flying one. Okay. okay. For a number I think of, of a pterodactyl. That yeah. they're, they're small enough that you could get them into other buildings, but they're big enough you could ride on them. And they got little hands that they can pick stuff up and help yeah. you like clean and stuff. And another one, because you got to consider, you're, you know, it's your pet. You're going to be responsible for its dumps. <laughs> so I'd like to be able to fly somewhere else and have it unload All right. and then come back. Or unload on people. Or, yeah, unload on someone's car. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, hey, what is that? What is, okay, so, Phil, the dino, there's the stegosaurus that has all the things all along its spine, like, <laughs> yes. all the way down its tail. Wait, wait, and real quick. Like, someone said in the chat room, Prontosaurus Rex is not a thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all you people just stop with the dinosaur names. These technical fools, man. Gosh. You guys know what we're talking about? Dude, Yeah. <laughs> If I look, I want a brontosaurus and I'm going to name him Rex just so I can be right. All right. Okay. <laughs> also Stegosaurus Rex too, by the way, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, this is my okay. pterodactyl Rex. Yeah. Pterodactyl Rex. Yeah. <laughs> What's okay. So the Stegosaurus has the, the plates that go all the way down and then he has like, spikes on his tail yeah but then what's the one that has like the the thing on its head that like it's a bone thing triceratops oh yeah triceratops yeah maybe i want a triceratops rex. but they don't have a defense right <laughs> tri, tri, what is it triceratops rex yeah <laughs> they, have they the, wreck they, dude they have, they have the horns they have like three horns right <laughs> i think so yeah and they don't they have like the big thing in uh That'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah. All right. So there, there's your dinosaur question. <laughs> um, you're about to be executed. What's your last meal? <laughs> oh, my God. That's easy. Easy. Dude, chicken Caesar salad all day. Really? That's Whoa. my favorite meal. <laughs> that is so weird. Didn't see Dude, that I coming. love chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> That it's is so not what I've expected. That's not what I expected. Oh, that's awesome. I'm uh I'm going for I'm still going for a giant New York pepperoni pizza. And I don't even eat meat, but I I don't even eat pizza, but I'll like I'll I'm going for that. If that's my last meal, I'm going for that. Lots of salt, lots of peppers, and ranch dressing to dip it in. I'm going out because what do I care? I don't need to like maintain this mannish figure, you know? Just give me what I want. Dang. Washing it down with a Coke. I haven't had Coke in years. Years. I'm washing it down with a Pepsi, dude. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it I'm going to gonna me. die, Phil. Give it to me. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to die anyway, so what's the point? I don't need to live anymore, so just give me pizza and, and soda. Do it. And I'm going to eat the whole thing, by the way. I'm not going to feel guilty. The whole Giant thing. New York pizza. Might as I well. hate that. It's like you, you feel guilty, but it's also like, you know what? Everyone else in the world would do this too. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's like you have to eat the whole thing. Yeah. If not that, I'm going with like fried chicken dinner, you know, like from Knott's Berry Farm. That's Berry Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Why Knott's Berry Farm? It's so good, dude. When I used to eat there all the time when I was a little kid, it's so good. <laughs> I just, I don't eat chicken anymore. So like I, I, you know, my wife will get it every now and then like, and, it, and like, I'm like, dude, that does look good, but I'm still not re- willing to eat a chicken's leg. 
So. Oh man. <laughs> All right. What about you, Phil? Um, for some reason, I'm going with nachos today. Dang. Just All like right. monster nachos with lots of jalapenos and guacamole. Chicken nachos or just like still going veggie? Still veggie, I think. Ooh, maybe I want to change mine to like carne asada <laughs> fries. Ooh. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. It must be getting close stuff. to lunchtime. I haven't eaten like that, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has been probably 16 years since I've eaten something like that. Like, Dude. no, it's probably been 18 years since I've eaten like steak fries. I was one year old the last time you ate steak fries. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. That is a crazy thought. Dude, now I feel incredibly old. <laughs> um, Dude. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's spin it again. We're going long. We're, we're, we're just going for it. I love this. Ooh, this is a hard one for you, Tosh. What's, the, what's your favorite thing besides drums? Oh, God. Hooking up with chicks straight up. Hell <laughs> yeah, <tattoos>. brother. <laughs> Writing BMX, that's what I know it's what it is secretly. Um, <laughs> writing offensive rap lyrics that I keep to myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's um, funny. No, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I listen, dude, I, I like, I just play drums and listen to music all day. And like, that's it. I like, I love eating junk food and candy and stuff. Um, <laughs> that's all I do, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's the same thing when I asked Kevin Aguchi, like um the same thing. He's just like, dude, all I do is I just like drums. He's like, I just watch drum videos and like play drums and that's all I do. He's like, I guess if there's anything else, I like cooking. But he's like, I don't do anything else but play drums. I'm like, that's cool. That's all that's all good. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem, dude, is I have too many other things that I like. Um I like I like riding bikes. I like uh, oh, yeah, I've been seeing that. That's sick. Yeah. BMX bikes and like riding street road bikes. Yeah. But like having a social life is definitely not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. True. That's true. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just sit in this room all day. That's why I'm crazy. <laughs> Funky Phil. What about you, Phil? Gardening, um, construction. Hanging out with my kids probably. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I also like uh, cooking. Basic. <laughs> yeah. That's basic, Phil. <laughs> you know. That, you had to that, say that. that and drive, You're supposed to say that. That and driving to Carlsbad to teach trumpet while yeah. listening to Real Big Fish. <laughs> oh, God, dude. <laughs> uh, you do look like you would play trumpet in Real Big Fish. Um, no, nah, he, he looks like you're playing like Suburban Legends, so like not uh, quite Real Big Fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wearing dicky shorts, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, I could see that. Checkered um, bands. Yeah. No, I like cooking a lot. I like food. Yeah, I really like food too much. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I Phil's a good cook, dude. His bread, holy moly, dude, his bread I, is insane. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> it's so sick. Um, okay, cooking so is hard. Let's do like one more. Cool. Um, nothing else in the chat room, Phil. Um, no, no, no specific questions. Okay. 
All right. What's your Mount Rushmore of drummers? Your all-time four favorites. Oh. Oh, I don't know why I didn't think about this. <laughs> um, uh, well, obviously, Thomas Bridgen. Everyone knows that's yeah. my favorite drummer of all time. Uh, him. I've been. Oh, man. That's so crazy of all time. There's so many. I guess probably Aaron Spears. Uh, Dave Grohl. That's cool. I love like when, when he would like old Nirvana with him on drums is so sick. Yeah. And, uh, damn, that's hard. <laughs> um, let's, let's go with maybe Eric Moore. Maybe. Really? Yeah. It I, was, is. I would not guess that. Yeah. So your other ones make perfect sense, but, um, yeah, Thomas Bridgen, girl, like those ones, everyone, you know. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I always, I. What about man. your dad? <laughs> your dad just wrote your dad. I knew, I knew, I couldn't say him because he would get pissed off because he would be, he would let it go to his head. So I, I couldn't say it. <laughs> Dude, we need more like daddy drum tech drum tips on on instagram those Dude. are the best like yeah. you want to clean your symbol you just pour some coors light on it and wipes it off <laughs> you know what's the scariest thing is that actually works Dude. <laughs> that that should be a series of like just like the worst things though like that, that like no one would do but like you know like here's how you tune a drum or whatever and he just like knifes it or something like stabs a knife through it (laughs) here's how you change a drum head and cuts it off dude it has to be stuff that actually works because like the the coors light actually works (laughs) that was so funny that's awesome i'm like how are you putting that in your body it's cleaning it's cleaning the (laughs) stick marks off the symbols dude (laughs) like Uh, and they're all like shiny and perfect after he does that i'm like no no, way dude dude. (laughs) like that's That's terrifying Oh my gosh. Um, so my Mount Rushmore is, uh, is Chris Dave. It's always been, I think it always will be, uh, Chris Dave, Vinny, Caliuda. Um, new one added for me is, um, Girgo Borlai. I believe, I believe he's the best drummer of our day. I think he's the best drummer in the world. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I think like influence wise, it's a toss up for Tony Williams or, or Dennis Chambers. Um, Dennis Chambers yeah. was my hero when I was like a teenager. He was like, I didn't, I couldn't imagine anyone playing drums better than him when I was a kid. Yeah. So, but um, I feel like Chris, Chris, I love because he's such an innovator and he's so like, his style is so great and is just everything that he does is like influencing other people to be like him. You know, if it wasn't for Chris Dave, no one would be using alternate snares, you know? And like, Oh yeah. Um, so, and I always feel like he's capable of doing what all these other drummers do. He just doesn't because he's like too cool for that. (laughs) Um, so I really think he's like the coolest drummer I've ever seen. And, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of young drummers that I really like and respect. Like you, you're a great drummer, Tosh. And like, um, I like, I really like Makai. I think he's really great. Um, Makai is yeah. insane, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
there's a there's a there's a like a bunch of other drummers that I really like. Like there's that girl, um, Naima Acuna from uh, Spain. That is like oh, insane, dude. Jazz drummer. Yeah, she is crazy. Um. So yeah. Anyways, my Mount Rushmore though. Um. Gear goes up there. Chris Dave's up there. Vinny's up there. And then it's it's probably a toss up of Tony Williams and Dennis Chambers. Funky dude. Phil. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there's the two other ones that are like like. Well, okay, so one who's like kind of a newer one, but he's been around for a while is Boots Green. I don't that know that guy. Oh, dude, he played. So he was with Wiz Khalifa for a long time, and that's how I, when I first met him, it was he was playing for Wiz. But then he did the last Jay Z few the few Jay oh, okay. uh, few Jay Z tours, and he's like he'll do like the most simple stuff, and it's like kind of like how Chris Dave like he can do all that stuff, but he just doesn't. Yeah, and then he just has like such a cool style that is so. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's totally original and stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's up there. And then Josh freeze for sure. Oh yeah. Josh freeze is, yeah, yeah, he's dope. You know, I like, I I guess for like his generation too, I really like Thomas Pridgen, like out of all of those guys, Ron Bruner and Tosh, I mean, Ron Bruner and Thomas I, and Eric and, uh, <laughs> and all those guys, I feel like out of all those guys, I think Thomas is the best out of all of them stylistically and like how he hasn't conformed. Um, but then if you start adding other guys like Chris Coleman and, and guys like that in the mix, it's like, man, then any, just pick any of those guys. They're all Aaron Spears. All those guys are incredible. Yeah. yeah Thomas will always be my favorite drummer of all time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's, he's, uh, he's, incredible man he's always been dude i remember when he was like seven years old walking around with his grandma and he was insane then yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah um funky phil okay so uh tony williams definitely uh zigaboo brian blade and tony allen dude you're that's so deep today. dude that's so sick <laughs> They don't call him Funky Phil for nothing, man. That's why. <laughs> I mean, so there's dope. so many more, but there's the, like yeah, right now that that, that would be too. the four I would say. Yeah, Brian Blade is like yeah, he's, he's somebody that I don't I should pay more attention to. Is every like you and there's another dude I know that is like that's my favorite drummer. And I'm like yeah, he is dope. There's no denying that, but like yeah, just, yeah, like there's other guys too that I like. One of my favorite modern day drummers is um is uh Bill Stewart. Um he's like just such a great jazz drummer and he's that dude always comes up in my conversations of like who's the best, who's the greatest drummer? I'm like, okay, well the greatest drummer in my opinion is either Tony Williams or or Buddy Rich. But like modern day greatest drummer, I think is Girgo. Yeah. And um and like, but then like greatest modern day jazz drummer man there's a lot there's a lot of people out there that i'm like there this guy's great that guy's great um but man it's it's hard there's just a lot of great drummers out there dude you go on instagram and it's just like you can start getting overwhelmed with how many fools are out there killing it so yeah it's it's pretty crazy it's so cool um tosh you want to hang out with us a few more minutes yeah i'm down oh yeah i have a show and tell (laughs) oh you do i have show and tell i need to show something Okay, let's transition and then let's get let's get cool. to it. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Yes, indeed. <laughs> drum Brigade Podcast is hanging out on Instagram Live with Tosh the Drummer. 
I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil. It's a Drum Brigade podcast, episode 95. Yes, sir. We're like, we're one of many people that are doing it, doing like, like I saw Orlando Drummer started a podcast now and uh, every, everybody has a podcast, but dude, come and talk to me after you've put in 95 episodes and let me know if you're still doing it. All right. <laughs> we got a, we got a new question. All right, go for it. Um, Tosh, you talk about Travis Barker a lot. How do you feel about that whole scene of drummers? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's really sick. I think Travis is sick. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's kind of, it's, it's really fun, dude. It's fun. Like they all play really fun music. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's not much, I, I don't know enough about that genre, I think, to be honest. But, uh, I think Travis is awesome, but yeah, he's had to, he has to, I don't know if you guys know each other, but he has to know who you are. Oh, we know. Yeah. We know each other. I know, okay. I know Travis. Yeah. 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 I'm, pretty pro- I'm surprised he is like, not just freaking out over you or like trying to, <laughs> well, like, dude, I have a bunch of famous like hoodies and stuff from him. So he's, oh, cool. he's totally cool and stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. another one, man, that I always, I always mention, like, especially in lessons, um, like when I'm dealing with like an advanced student or like an intermediate student and they're trying to start their, their career, I always use him as an example because he's like somebody who is obviously a great drummer, but he's taking drumming to a new level where he's influenced so many kids, dude, like in the early two thousands, um, like there's so many kids that set their drums up like him and tried to play like him. And like, especially when he was teaching, you could tell like, Oh, you take lessons with Travis Barker. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, dude, it's like he, so he's like made himself like a product, like it's marketable, you know? Yeah, and dude. Like obviously he's top level. He's one of the most famous drummers in the world, but, um, but he's, he's his own thing, you know? And it's, it's really uh, cool. And yeah, it's, that's, that's part of it. It's, it, that's when it turns like into like, they're hiring you. Like if, if you're trying to develop what your style is and who you are, Travis Barker or like you or Chris Dave are like good examples. Thomas Pridgen is another one. That's like a good example of like, they have their own thing and it's different from everybody else. And it, and it goes, it's aside from how great they play, you know, it's really, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people that I'm like, you have to have your own style. Like, and if, and if you don't like, you'll still get, you can still get hired for gigs, like being a good drummer, but like, like no one's ever going to call me to wear a black shirt and hide in the back just because that's not really what I do. And if I, I wouldn't yeah. do it very well, I don't think, to be honest. Right. Uh, <laughs> I like, they're only going to ever hire me if I could play shirtless and swing my arms and stuff like that. Right. And, but, and I'm fine with that. Cause that's what I want to do, you know, but yeah. it's, you just have to like having your own style is really important. And I think a lot of young drummers need to like think that, you know, they, they kind of need to realize like your own style doesn't have to be someone else's like original style. Like it has to be like your thing. It's you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so what's this show and tell thing that you got? Oh, over here? God. okay. Hang on. This thing's 19 pounds. <laughs> okay. So I have the best fans in the world and this just showed up. It's 19 pounds of chocolate. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nineteen pounds of chocolate? That's a lot of chocolate. There's so much chocolate, bro. It's insane. Dude, like uh so this is from a fan in in Canada and 
It's so, dude. Oh like, my I, gosh. <laughs> she she brought, uh, so I said like somewhere in like an interview that I like Kinder Eggs and I can't get them in the U.S. because they yeah. like, they banned them from the U.S. And so when we played in Toronto, like last year, one of the times we were up there, she brought me 70 Kinder Eggs. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> She goes over the top, dude. It's so sick. But How yeah, much sh- was that to send from like Canada? 20 pound box? So much. Dude. I have no idea, but I'm sure it was so much. Wow. That's okay. cool. Well, that's my show and tell. That's amazing. You're going to eat that. Death. You're going to eat that box of chocolate and come out looking like me, dude. <laughs> Just be a brown dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My skin um, color just changes. <laughs> uh, so we have um, a topic of the day. Um, I'm not going to get on a soapbox this week, Phil, because it's too much, man. It's too close. Like I got into it with my neighbor again and I got to cool down a little bit more before I can freaking really get into it. So I'll tell you about it next week. I have a major problem with my neighbor, dude. And oh, like, no. Yeah. So I can't wait anyways, to hear that one. We'll just talk about it next week because I might I might start cussing, dude. <laughs> like, uh, all right. So, anyways, topic of the day. This is this is controversial for you, Tosh. Okay. Low end drums that these companies like are making or doing, and they're trying to present them as regular end drums or like high end drums. So PDP with DW Pearl Exports. Sonar is doing this now. Tama is doing this now where they're like, well, we don't technically sell low end drums. And in my mind, well, we should discuss this. So you okay. can tell us why you've, you've played with them. You've toured, toured with these drums and you, you know, you, you like P, DW PDP, whatever sent you a PDP kit to tour with. Um, and like, so for me, like I use, I have low end Thomas in here for teaching and stuff. Um, but, and they are definitely capable of, I could easily play gigs. I could easily tour with these drums. They're not like, it's not like they just fall apart. Yeah. But I still am not convinced that like a PDP kit is as good as a DW kit. Look, I've played both many <laughs> times and yeah. I'm not just saying this. I've no, nowhere is there a piece of paper that says I have to say this. Yeah. I, I genuinely like the drums. The PDPs sound great. And and like just knowing that they're, you know, a cheaper company makes me feel like comfort, more comfortable bringing them on the road. Especially because, okay. like, I don't, I mean, I don't bring drums with me a whole lot because we do so much like other countries stuff. And so we're, we're just doing back lines. Yeah. But when we're in the US and I am bringing my own drums, I, I prefer to do it because it's like we're in with Carly, like, we're driving in a sprinter van, staying at hotels and like, the drums are getting thrown in the back of a trailer and stuff. And, you know, it's like, and it's like, I don't have like a big road case, like a boat, you know, I just have, I just have them in their cases and they're just getting thrown around and stuff. And like, it's me and our tour manager set up the drums together and stuff. So it's like, Mm. I feel like more comfortable with that and they sound amazing. So it's like, I don't know. (laughs) I like the way they sound. They hold up. Uh, I was most concerned about how they feel because to be to like to be honest, I care more about feel than sound. Because yeah, it's like you know, you play a kit that doesn't feel right, you're gonna have a bad show, right, right? And so I was like concerned, like before I went on the road, I was like, I'm going out for like two months right now. If I'm playing a kit I don't like for two months, like that's gonna really suck. 
but it feels good, dude. It's like, it's a solid kit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I can, I think it holds its own. I've, I've said this before. Like a lot of people are like, Shoot, do I need to get the most expensive kit? Well, like if you're going to be like setting up a kit for like a recording session or something, uh, you know, yeah, you probably want to get like a nice birch kit or something, but like I recorded, I recorded some like drums with this, this low end, like $500 Tama kit right here. And it oh, no sounded way. super good, like yeah. super good, but okay. I always tell people first thing you got to do is replace the heads. Just replace it. Yeah. That's the biggest, cheapest part of the drums. Just buy Aquarian reflectors and your drums will sound great. The, there's reflectors on this kit too. Like, and that's on the kick drum. It's like, it sounded so good. <laughs> Wait, you use a reflector on the kick? I have a reflector on it. It's an 18 inch kick on this. Okay. this um, and I put it and it was hard. It's hard to tune. It's really hard to like make sound good, but somehow it sounded super good with a mic on it. Um, Sick. And, uh, yeah, I, I have this thing where I'm, I'm one of those guys that they're trying to market against, like where they're like, it's a new marketing plan. We're trying to show the world that these drums are not what people think they are. They're like tour, tour, high end, like tour worthy drums, even though they're at a lower price point, they're still like capable of touring and playing on any stage. And they're, they're. I feel like like PDP is like especially making a solid effort to make sure their drummers are like playing those so that you can see that they're worthy or they're like capable. And yeah. I, and Sonar is doing the same thing. Like like Kevin Aguchi just got a bunch of new drums from Sonar and I don't think Sonar is sick, dude. Yeah, I don't think well yeah, totally. And and I don't I don't know if they're sending him like their top of the line kit, but like it's kind of the same thing where they're showcasing some, some of their lower end drums. Um, but they're not really marketing them as like they're entry level drums. It's just like, dude, they're good. And so I was, I was telling Phil, like, you can't convince me of that. There's no way. But like, then the proof is in the pudding where there's these, all these dudes like you that are playing them and they're like, bro, trust me, you put the right head, right heads on them. They're fine. Dude. That's how it is. Like, to me, I'm like, dude, if you have a, a budget for your whole kit, spend it on your symbols. Like, yeah. worry about the symbols, get a kit, and then just buy new heads, like, buy some nice heads and tune it up, and it'll sound good. There has been days where, like, the, the tour manager or the, the promoter or whatever just completely disregards my backline, like, um, requirements, and I end up with, like, a Pearl export for the night. And, I, and it's supposed to be, like, my, my, my tour specifications are, like, either a masters of maple kit, um, or, uh, um, a DW kit. And, um, yeah. and like I specify like everything, ha you know how it is. Everything has to be specified from like hardware to like all the way down. And, yeah. um, and I say, if there is no DW or masters of maple, then like a Yamaha, this series or a Gretsch, this series, you know? And, um, there's sometimes where it's just like, yeah, no, this is what we got. And it's like a Pearl export. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, dude, what are you kidding me? And it's not even like an old, it's like a nineties one, you know, <laughs> like pinstripe heads on it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. The dude. same pinstripes that have been on there forever. Yeah. Since 1992. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, you can make it work, dude. It's not like they're going to fall apart. Some stuff like some, st I've had stuff like strip out, like, um, you know, like, uh, uh, hardware stuff has stripped out or like, you know, but it's not like it used to be, man. If you get like yeah. a, a CB 700 kit, 
that stuff is junk. You can't use that stuff, man. Yeah. You can't use that stuff. But I, I think I've, drums have come a long way these days. Yeah. I mean, like, it used to be more that way uh, when, when I was touring with Nick West because we had a different kit every show, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, like, flying to every show. So it was all, like, different stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was like, I don't know. I, I just remember, like, playing some shows and being like, nobody can play that drum set now. Like, I just destroyed it. Like, <laughs> Like just because yeah. it's like a cheap drum set and then I'm bashing on it for an yeah. hour and a half. And then it's like, I can't really like, no one can play that now. Like, yeah. And, uh, with, with Carly, it's gotten better. Well, they, they pretty much make sure I get what I need, you know? And, That's and cool. I, I got lucky with that, but, and then with Bryce, I play Al Cleveland setup. It's, it's oh, okay. So it's, I just play his backline request, which I'm kind of, with i just play whatever except i just yeah. use a lot less drums because he uses kind of a massive kit uh -huh. and then i just so i just i just started doing 10 16 nice he's like <laughs> he's usually got, he's got like three racks two floors and stuff and i was just like i'll just use the 10 and the 16 and then yeah. i just use two crashes and hi-hats that's it that's cool yeah um i uh yeah i've been thinking about doing that like i normally use a 12 and a 14 and um i that's like my go-to setup. But then I, this, this gig, I had to play a couple, like two weeks ago. I brought my 16 just in case I, I need to use it as a bass drum. Cause I have one of those kick flips things that, um, that you can turn your, your yeah, floor tom into a kick drum. Yeah, dude. And, um, and, uh, so I brought my, my, and then I have like felt on my, my floor tom, my 16. So it's just like, it's kind of like a, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, <sighs> Dude, every time I do this, Phil, I my brain goes blank. It's because I haven't eaten anything. Uh, not Jojo Mayer, but the the German dude. Um, just forget it. He plays sonar oh, too. No, Benny Greb. Benny Greb. Yeah. No, not Benny Greb. Yeah. Yeah, Benny Greb. Yeah. Does he have a no? beard? Yeah. 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 Benny Greb. Yeah. yeah. It's Benny Greb. Yeah. Yeah. With the ten, and then the floor tom's like super, like almost like a kick drum, super low. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing, um, um, no, not Benny Greb. Is it, uh, it's not Benny Greb. It's Phil, the, help us out. It's the German guy. I'm not sure who you're talking about. <laughs> Gosh, dude. I, 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 I hate this. I freaking hate this. Dude. <laughs> Thank you for your input, Phil. <laughs> Anyways, I've been thinking about doing, um, that, uh, like 10 inch, 16 inch. And like it sounds really cool. Sick, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's all I was trying to it's say. It's fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. I just like switching it up. I don't like playing the same thing. I, I've been switching up my setup, like just even just little things. Like now I play the two crashes up front, like the like oh cool, like the old school kind Rock of nineties like grunge dude. Yeah. yeah. Two crashes <laughs> on the ride down low by my floor tom. Oh like, my gosh. I don't know. That's that's I've been like I've just 90s. been messing around with this. Yeah, dude. I've just been loving. It. I mean. I'm in a band that sounds like a nineties grunge band. So nice. That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, dude, I want this 20 inch crash. I'm going to try to get on the horn right now and try to get it dialed. I need this thing, dude, before Do it. this gig on Thursday. Um, yeah. Oh, so you need it soon. I need it soon. Like, I don't even think it's possible. Like, I don't think it's possible at this point. They're going to have to like overnight it to me. Yeah. And the mail yeah. is probably so backed up because of like the ballots and all that stuff going on. Well, yo, my my uh, phone's about yeah. to die, so we're gonna lose the live feed all pretty right. soon here. Well, that's per that's basically like that's kind of a wrap, anyways. Funky Phil, so um, yeah, 
Um, Tosh, what's next for yeah. you, dude? What are you, you got any more live streams coming up or like what's, what's going on with your, your thing? Okay. So I got a bunch of like, I got, I got a, like some, a lot of little stuff like the live streams and the, some film performances coming up. But, uh, the main thing I really want to push is in January, my band Bexley is releasing our, uh, first full length album. Heck yeah. So, um, yeah, we have some, we have some music out already, but, uh, no singles from the album yet. It's so. I'm psyched though. We're gonna be we got some singles coming out soon, and then January the full record comes out. Very cool. Uh, I'm not gonna say a date because I don't want to say the wrong date because yeah. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, so January new Bexley record. I'm psyched for that. Damn, that's dope, man. Like we're looking forward to that. Um, if you guys want to follow Tosh, it's Tosh at Tosh underscore the drummer on Instagram. And that's then um, you can check out all that stuff. Check out that check out that live stream, man, with um, Ashton or Erwin. It's really, really dope, man. Yeah. Really dope. Um, definitely, yeah. It's fun. Uh, Funky Phil, you got anything coming up? Nope. <laughs> Just gardening and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still building uh, my studio. Yeah. I went and checked it out. It's It's going to be super dope. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Phil's building it himself, too. That's what kind of man we're dealing with, Tosh. Just a pure man in all of his manliness. (laughs) Um, You're such a man. I love it, bro. (laughs) So we have have a live stream coming up on Thursday. It's an album release for um, the band with my dad, Shuffle and Bang. If you guys are listening, watching, whatever, check that out. It's on on, um, entertalkmedia.com, Thursday at 7 p.m. And uh, we still have like one or two spots open. If you guys want to come in person, um, you have to email Shuffle and Bang and in the subject line, Shuffle and Bang Band at gmail.com. And uh, just write in the subject line, I want to go, all caps, and then I'll count you in. Uh, we can't have too many though, because the COVID protocols and stuff, we, all, we only have like six people so far. So I think we're allowed like under 10. Uh, all right. Anyways, guys, check that out. Entertalkmedia.com. It's this Thursday going live with pops on, um, with shuffle and bang playing some traditional ska jazz, dude. Yeah. Uh, drum brigade podcast episode dude, 90. I'll be watching. Heck yeah. No, don't watch dude. Cause then I'm going to be all nervous and I'm going to be messing up and, <laughs> um, I'm going to watch yeah. and you better mess up. Otherwise I'll all think right. that, <laughs> oh, I'll mess I'll up. Think that you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will be messing up. I'm gonna go shirtless though, just so I can be like you. Just, Do it. I'll wear a suit coat, but just no no shirt. <laughs> Perfect. Um uh, all right guys. Thank you and for watching. Tie. And it's oh yeah, bow tie. Bow tie, yeah. Like just like around the neck. Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so thank you guys for watching the chat room. Thank you, Tosh, for coming and hanging with the brigade today. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ladies. Um, thanks for thanks to your dad too for chiming in. And um thanks for thanks to that fan for sending like all the chocolate in the world. Like all <laughs> yeah. of Canada has no chocolate anymore. Um and uh thank you, Funky Phil. And um and thanks to me, you know. Thanks thank you, to Corey. Me. I just thank you, Corey. Thank you, you know, Corey. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 95. What is wrong with you, Zildjian?
this fool doesn't know how to play gospel chops. This fool sucks. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.